0: Lad. I was riding down the road the other day, and the Lord met with me in, in the work truck. I was headed to a job, and I was aggravated, and I was mad because I was thinking it was Friday evening. And I was thinking I was going to be late getting here, and the uh, Lord showed up in there, and he just started talking to me about the day he saved me. I got to thinking about where I was and where I am now, and boy, I couldn't be happier with what the Lord's done with my life, what God's done in my life. God's blessed me so much. Words can't even explain the, the amount of joy and, and contentment that I have in my soul over what God's done for me. If you will tonight, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15, John chapter 15. Fifteen. This is a portion of scripture I've had on my heart uh, for uh, about two weeks now, I believe. I've been meditating over it and reading and looking at things and I've been planning on preaching it in the children's church and I've been kind of excited about it, amen? amen. And uh, The Bible said in verse number one, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you, God, tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you for the house of God. Lord, thank you for the people of God. Yes. Lord, thank you, God, for everything, God, that you've done for us here lately. God, thank you, God, for Brother Dana coming and preaching to us. Lord, thank you, God, for what you said to my heart, Lord, during that time, Lord God, I pray now that God you'd for just a moment put your hand on me, Lord, and help me. And God, touch me, God, as I endeavor, God, to preach, God, this thought to them. Father, I pray, God, that, Lord, you'd have your perfect will done. God, say, God, what needs to be said tonight. Lord, we love you. God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Does anybody remember, we've been talking about it all night, people have been testifying, we've been singing the songs, I Remember the Day. Does anybody remember the day that you got saved? Some of you, has been real recent here lately, and I don't see how anybody in their right mind could ever forget such a wonderful time in their life. I know for me, God showed up when I was in the back of a hay field and set me under conviction. I could not live with myself another day without going and getting things right with God. And so I came to church and God saved my soul and I've never been the same since. Uh, but whenever you got saved, do you remember the, the joy and the excitement that over flooded your soul? I remember times being in this church and uh, I'd be shouting to the, to the mountains, to shouting to the trees and shouting to everything that could be shouted at. And I want to say to you tonight, the excitement that was in my soul when God saved me was so wonderful and so great. I remember times sitting at the house when I was all by myself, when right after God saved me and God met with me in such mighty ways. I remember right after I gave up listening to country music and all that kind of stuff, I, I got me this old uh, gospel CD. and I mean, I had a bunch of country singers singing the song, but it was gospel music. (laughs) But I I was sitting there and I was watching that TV and God told me to turn the TV off and go turn that CD on. And uh, I I wrestled with it for a minute because I really wanted to finish my TV show but God wouldn't let me. God wouldn't leave me alone. So I turned it off. I went back there and turned the CD on. And my friend, I want to say to you, that was the biggest and best Holy Ghost meeting I ever had in that house all by myself. Uh, My friend, I want to say, I've told it here before, you ever get to crying so hard. The snot goes to running. I know this is nasty sounding, but, but snot goes to running all down your face and everything like that. And you get your knees get to shaking and get weak and all that kind of stuff. And you can't hardly stand I don't know if you ever remember getting the biggest and baddest whipping you ever got, but that's about what it felt like. But uh, it it was also different at the same time, it's hard to explain. But my friend, it was the best Holy Ghost meeting I ever had. It just seemed like at one point God stepped up behind me and kicked me right behind my knees and knocked me to the ground. And I began to pray and I prayed for my brother. I prayed for my mama. I prayed for my daddy. I prayed for everybody that I could think of. I prayed for the church. I prayed for the preacher. I prayed for all of them, my friend. But I want to say that it wasn't too terribly long that the excitement wore off. The excitement wore off. I believe Brother Dana said while he was here, you're not always going to be on the mountaintop. You can't always stay on the mountain. And my, how true that was. How true that was. The Bible said here in John chapter 15, these are the words that stuck out to me, abide in me. Jesus took these words and he could have said, Abide with me. He could have said, Abide near me. Right. Uh, he could have said, Abide by me. But that's not what he said. The Bible said, Abide in me. Right. My friend, I want to say to you, there's a lot of things that we could be doing tonight. There's a lot of lives that could be lived tonight. There's a lot of uh, places that I could be. There's a lot of things that I could be doing. But I want to say thank God that God changed my life one day as a 15-year-old boy. My life ain't never been the same. And I can't go do those things that I I used to want to do. And uh, it's a completely different life. I don't have my outline with me, so it's kind of hard to do this. But uh, Jesus said, Abide in me. Abide in me. There's a lot of us, the excitement's wore off, and we're having a hard time trying to live for God because we've wandered from Him. I believe David knew something about abiding in Christ because uh, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Uh, I begin to think about Abraham when he went down into Egypt and uh, he got himself into trouble there. And The Bible said right before he went down into Egypt, he had that big old famine come through there. And uh, the Bible said right before he went down into Egypt that he built an altar and worshipped the Lord there. I want to say to you tonight, there's a lot of us that we've, we're having such a hard time living for God because we've forsaken the things that God's put in our life for us. We've forsaken the old past. We've forsaken our Bible. We've forsaken our prayer. We've forsaken the the truth of the Word of God. My friend, I want to say, the Bible said right here in John chapter 15, without me, you can do nothing. There's nothing that can be done. He said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. And he said, every branch that beareth not fruit, the Father purgeth. Or, what did it say? The Father purgeth. He said, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. There's nothing that we can do without Christ. and We have no fruit. Without Christ. And let me ask you this tonight. What was your fruit when you were out in the world? What's your fruit apart from Christ? What's your fruit out there uh, when you're living in your sin? What's your fruit? What kind of fruit do you have that will make any kind of difference? What kind of fruit do you have that will stand the test of time? My friend, I want to say to you tonight that there's fruit sitting right here. Because somebody decided they was going to abide in Christ. Because somebody decided they was going to live for God. Somebody decided they was going to give their life to God. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He said, abide in me. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. and Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. There will be a time you submit your life to God and give your life to God. There will be a time when God uh, breathes upon you and helps you and God will actually purge you. You know what that purging does? What that is is they'll go and they'll cut some things off of there and yeah, it may be painful. It may hurt a little bit. But what it does is it makes that vine or that bush or whatever it is, that tree, whatever it is, it makes it come, when it grows back, it grows back fuller and better and brings forth more fruit. It's more fruitful. And it makes me think about Elijah when he went down to the brook Cherith and he was down there, and that Cherith, that word Cherith, that, that name means cutting through. It means cutting through. That was the place of Elijah's purging. That's where Elijah suffered. It hurt. He he hungered. He thirsted there. And he spent his time being purged at that river, Cherith. But when he came out, when he left Cherith, when he left the brook Cherith, he had a whole lot more fruit. He had a whole lot more fruit. And I want to say to you that let me stop right here and just say this. I, I've given this illustration before. I, I do that flint napping and everything. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'll sit there and I'll hit those rocks and break off a big old long nice flake. And uh, the way you have to do that when you're flint napping is you hold that rock and you got to find you a line going through the center of that rock. Because really what you're doing is you're trying to get to the center of the rock. You're trying to remove everything you can on both sides of that center line. And so what you have to do is you have to find your center in that rock, and you have to prepare the edge higher or lower of that center line. And the way you prepare that edge is you take a tool, and you just sit there and you kind of chip away at the edge of it. And I, I, I noticed this one day as I was trying to make an arrowhead. I noticed this. Boy, this is about like how the Lord does with us. Boy, he, He's got to prepare the edge. He's got to prepare us a little bit before He can take that big old nice long flake so He can shape us up just the way He wants us and make us nice so He can use us for something. That's what the Indians use that stuff for. They use it to hunt, to kill, uh, to survive with. And my friend, I want to say to you, God's got to do some, some painful things to you before He can use you. And I know, my friend, it may hurt. It may, it may seem bad for just a little while, but my friend, when you come out on the other side, it'll be much better. you will bring forth more fruit. He said, the, he said the Lord purgeth it. He said, abide in me. said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I'm also interested in that part where it says, he taketh away. Some of us, we've wandered away from God and we have no interest in returning. And going back, I want to say to you tonight, I'm scared to death of something like that. I'm scared to death of it. I've heard too many stories of men who've walked away from God and lived their life in sin and they end up all messed up and everything's ruined, their family's ruined, their life is just in shambles. And my friend, I want to say to you right now, I've got a good life. I've got a good job, I've got a good wife, I've got good kids, I've got a good church, I've got a good Bible, I've got a good preacher, I've got a good family. My friend, I want to say to you, it's a whole lot better with God than it is without God. My friend, if I didn't have, if I didn't have a house to live in, and if, I, if all I had was Christ, if I didn't have my family, if I didn't have my children, if I didn't have anybody else here, if all I had was my Bible and God and a cardboard box, I believe I'd be perfectly content. Because, my friend, He's all our sufficiency. He's all our supply. He's all our provision. He's everything that we need. And, my friend, I want to say to you that it would be a whole lot better with God and nothing else than it would be with everything in this world without God. The Bible said, He taketh away. He said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same, bringeth forth much fruit. There ain't nothing you can do in your own power either. We can't manufacture church. You can't make things happen. There ain't nothing we can do except we abide in Him. Abide in Him. How long has it been since we've found ourselves in that place of prayer, just in a special Holy Ghost meeting with God? How long has it been since you've experienced the blessedness of the fellowship and the love of Christ and, and just the sweet tender mercies of an almighty God. How long has it been since you have bowed down on your face before God and entered in to the glories of heaven? How long has it been? It's not always like that in prayer. It's not always like that in, in fellowship with God. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's, not, sometimes it's conviction. And it's not very fun. But my friend, some, a lot of times... I, can, I can't count on one hand how many times I've gone to that place of prayer and found myself feeling like I'm sitting right before God. Amen. How long has it been since you just crawled up on an altar and just said, Lord, I love you? How long has it been? Heavenly Father, I love you tonight. Lord, I thank you, God for the privilege, God, to preach that thought. Lord, I pray, God, that, Lord, you'd bless it. God, would you, uh, God, have your will and way with it. Lord, help us, God, Lord, to uh, abide in you. Lord, help us, God, Lord God, to forsake this world. And, Lord God, to uh, submit ourselves wholly, God, unto you. and Give you everything, Lord, that we've got. Lord, I love you tonight. God, thank you. In Jesus' name.